That is the most upsetting thing. I've I do that heard. probably every six months. No. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Arden Rose. And I'm Will Dobbshit. And you're listening to Crash on My Couch. Which is our one-stop pit stop of the internet. Of all the interesting things that you would like to hear about. Ain't that right, Willie D? That is right. On this week's episode of Crash on My Couch, we talk about how juggling may be able to get you out of a criminal sentence. How water... May just help you sleep better. And about how to really get sexy on the dance floor, scientifically. Or on this week's Crash in My Couch. Whoop whoop! Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to Crash in My Couch. Hey, William. Hello, Alan. I'm sleepy today. I feel like I said that last time, but I can't remember why we were sleepy last time. Were we getting back from vacation? Um... Yes. I'm sleepy today because I have to go and get on an 11-hour flight in maybe two hours, which is so fun. But Mm. I'm going back to the Los of Angeles to go shoot some stuff over the summer. Yes. So I'm leaving Squilliam by himself all up in the London area. Just for a week and a half. Just for a week and a half. It's going to be fine. Don't worry, guys. I already cried about it earlier. It's no big deal. Everything's fine. (laughs) Um, But I'm shooting new seasons of Mr. Student Body President for everyone who liked the first season. Um, We now have three more seasons that we're shooting over the summer. So I have 42 shoot days. Damn, girl. Damn, girl. She's working this summer. She a working girl. Um, but that doesn't mean that we're not doing the podcast. We're still doing the podcast. We're just going to do it intermittently throughout the, uh, shooting. So that should be fun. What have you been up to, Squilliam? What else have I been up to? Well, I've been moving house, so I think we talked about that in the last podcast. Yeah, we built some Ikea furniture. We built some Ikea furniture. We build lots of furniture, lots of obscure lamps and things. And, um, yeah, that's been like eating up most of the last week or so, really. Um, just moving in and doing that. Yeah. Have you had any ups and downs? What's your favorite part of moving in? What's your least favorite part of moving in? Your favorite part was probably when you got a new TV and then we're like, oh my goodness, a new TV. Yeah. I mean, getting a new TV is always a fun time because you're like, yes, I have a new TV. I will look at it. <laughs> Everybody Stare look at, at it. my new TV. My uh, favorite part is always the remote though. There's always a new remote. There's always a new remote, and it always feels so good. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many, like, how old you are or how many TVs you've had in your lifetime. The next remote always feels the best, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's like that next high. I don't know what it is. I, yeah. just, I just want to buy TVs just so I can rub all over everyone's remote. <laughs> I will do that for you. Yeah. I can provide that service. The so TVs are are a good purchase, are a fun purchase, mm-hmm. an expensive purchase. Actually, not that expensive. Expensive. Not that expensive anymore. For some reason, I thought TVs would be more expensive than they were. I think it's because they're just so commonplace that now people can't... Obviously, there are some people who are like, buy this $5,000 Bravia Curved Wonder. But you don't have to buy that. Yeah, but you don't have to buy that. So you end up spending way less money. And now they sell like the year before's model. So you end up like getting a cheaper version of it, which is great. Right. Um, but you've also been loving Mario Kart. I'm playing a little Mario Kart. That's been your new obsession. On my downtime, yeah. 
AKA every day from the hours of like 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Yeah. If you're wondering know, where he is, don't know how to drive, but I do know how to drive a Mario Kart. I don't know how to drive in real life, but I do know how to drift in the virtual in world. Yoshi world. Yoshi yeah. world, yes. Um, but that's been fun. Obviously, low points of movies, like you just feel like you haven't got all your shit in one place, which is really annoying. But you're getting there. Yeah, but you just you're just missing stuff, aren't you? Like you're like I need to shelf just to put things on. Oh my gosh, yeah, you guys missed it. This morning I was um I was packing my bags, and uh, I had to move off like basically what equated out to Will's side table, like <laughs> off of my your suitcase, off of my suitcase. Was next to my side of the bed. <laughs> like there's <Therefore>, like <laughs> it becomes a side table. <laughs> there was like your watch, maybe a glass of water, some aspirin, a face mask. <laughs> like you had the full setup on my suitcase, like it was a side table. I was like, honey, you're gonna have to figure that out. Um, but yeah, Squilliam is still getting some um, shelves put in, which should be good. Which sounds very boring, but listen, shelves are fascinating things they are because shelves can be any size you want them to be <laughs> they can have different sizes they can fit different things you can have shelves which have cds cds i don't know why CDs, cds there you go you can have shelves that fit vinyls and books and then a big area for a piece of art there you go of it. why not or you can have shelves to fit other crazy things every shelf is beautiful you can have shelves to fit anything like, every body is beautiful, but every shelf is beautiful. Yes, every shelf. Big is and small. So Wide that, and thin. That has been taking over my life. Yes. Finding the right shelves. Indeed. Um, well, I'm glad that you were going to get your shelving game on point before yes. you come and visit me. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but in the meantime, I hope you enjoy getting that all together while I'm gone. And I hope that you'll clean up your side of the bed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be hitting you hard on that one. I'm gonna be like, let me see a picture. Send me a picture of the room. My side's gonna be like pristine and untouched, and yours is gonna be riddled with clothes. No, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna deliberately make your side dirty. <gasps> I'm gonna put all my dirty stuff in your you side. You wouldn't dare. Yeah, yeah. So when you come back, you'd be like, well, that's how I left it, I guess. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Like a side full of your stinky boxers. I'm sure I left it like that. Yeah, you probably did. Yeah. Okay, I'm sure. Are you just going to put all your dirty underwear under my side of the bed? Yeah. <laughs> gross. Yeah, I am. <laughs> That's really gross. <laughs> okay, enough clowning around, Will. Because it's time to talk about... Weekly. Idiot. Weekly. Idiot. Weekly. Idiot. It's the Weekly Idiot. Yeah, it is. I said clowning around is because the weekly idiot is sort of a clown. He's a clown in many different ways. Yes. Um, I've already told Will this story, but I thought it was worth mentioning to you guys because it's really funny. Um, so the title of this article that's on newser.com is Judge to Defendant. No, you can't juggle at trial. I'm, in, I'm intrigued. <laughs> so basically this person uh, wanted to be able to juggle while in court to defend himself, and I'll explain why. It's very fascinating. <laughs> I'm going to read this article. A Massachusetts judge has denied a man's request to juggle during his trial to show jurors that he was just clowning around when he allegedly tried to rob a convenience store. The keystone to his defense is he's literally a clown. <laughs> Wait, so let me get this straight. <laughs> so a guy walks into a convenience store, tried to hold it up, be like, give me all the cash. With a toy gun. Give me all the dollar dollar. <laughs> and then 
when they didn't do it and he got arrested, he was like, actually, no, it was just me being a clown. It was a, it was a prank, just me, bro. Just me, a silly old clown. Silly clown. Ah, this is what clowns do. We clown around. We are clowning. I'm clowning now. It was such a joke. This wasn't serious at all. And if I had gotten money from this, I wouldn't have kept it, right? <laughs> um, the best part is that he pleaded not guilty to charges he used a toy gun to try to rob a convenience store in December. <laughs> the 20-year-old man who is representing himself asked that he be allowed to juggle three wads of paper for 20 seconds to show jurors that the alleged attempt robbery was a misunderstanding. Great. Can you believe how specific that is, though, as well? He's like, okay, I just need three wads of paper and 20 seconds of your time, I and I can make this whole thing go away. It's so interesting. It's like he's preparing to do this whole routine. I can see it. I can actually see it in my head. And this is that's the performance of a lifetime, because if he doesn't get it done, he's going to jail. That That is a film plot. <laughs> that is a film plot I've ever heard That's one. the trashiest film plot I've ever the heard. The climax of the film is him in the courtroom <laughs> on a tiny little motorcycle. <gasps> he plays the music. <laughs> and he just go around in circles. While juggling. And that's it. And that's it. And they're like, order in the court, order in the court, and guilty. Like, he is a clown after all. Everyone look. <laughs> wow. The best part about this, though, to me, is that it's like, it doesn't matter if you're a clown or not. Like, you still tried to rob a store at gunpoint. Like, he was clowning around. He was clowning around. But it doesn't matter. That's like saying, like, yeah, but I'm a nurse. It's like. Just because you save people, like, in your job doesn't mean you're still not going to try to rob someone. <laughs> like, why Why does that make a difference? Yeah. I mean, I, the funny, the funny like, plot line to this is imagine if he's not actually a clown. And, like, he's... <laughs> he's, he, like, learned how to juggle yeah, online. He's, like, he's, like, really got himself in a situation where he's tried to hold up this guy. Didn't go as planned. His lawyer's come to me and like, we need to get out of this. There's no way you're, you're getting out of this. prison. <laughs> And he's pitching this idea for him to be a he's clown. Like, no, guys, guys, guys. I'll I literally say I was clowning around. Cut to him in his fucking apartment, learning to juggle, learning to get on the teeny motorcycles. <laughs> teeny motorcycles. I yeah, love that you're thing. thinking. Learning how to do the makeup. Oh. And get a big red nose. <gasps> like baskets. Yeah. And oh. there's like a montage sequence. And eventually, he's like not quite getting it to begin with. Like he's not quite getting it. He's falling off a motorcycle. <gasps> he's like the flower on his on his suit. Isn't, isn't squirting isn't water. squirting enough water. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like squirting his eye, but it's not funny. It's like annoying. Mm. He's not quite getting it. And then... He meets Mr. Miyazaki. It just keeps on progressing. Mm-hmm. And eventually he gets it. And he looks in the mirror. And he sees himself. And he smiles. And then he goes to the courtroom. And they say, no, you can't, <laughs> you can't juggle. You're not allowed to juggle for your, like, release. <laughs> That's not how that works. <laughs> Oh, good job, guys. That was a beautiful storyline, though. I would absolutely watch that movie. I would definitely be interested in that movie. Yeah, it's like it's like the Karate Kid. And With creepy adult clowns trying to rob. Mixed together. Yeah. Trying to rob people. Yes. Which is always a good time. Yeah, I don't think that would be my first defense for myself. What do you think you would do to get out of, like, a, a hold-up situation? Like, if you had absolutely tried to rob a store with a toy gun, it didn't pan out, what would I your... I I guess I would plead insanity if yeah, I'm being real just about pretend, it. Just pretend to be crazy. Yeah. I guess I would do that. Although, you know what? I was reading a book called um, The Psychopath Test, where a guy supposedly pretended to be a psychopath and then got thrown in prison in England. Really? And... for. For insanity. And while he was in prison, 
they determined that he was a psychopath and that he needed to stay in prison. And the entire, a lot of the book, a lot of the psychopath test book is about this guy trying to get out of prison. So he pretended to be a psychopath. Yeah, because he was getting out of a... I can't remember what the charge was. I think he had punched someone or he had done something that was like right. battery. I can't exactly so remember what it was. So he pretended to be a psychopath, but he actually was a psychopath. Yeah, because only a psychopath would be able to emulate... Something, come up with something that's convoluted. Yeah, yeah, and like emulate human emotions to such a weird degree. Yeah, like to do... Because he said he looked up a bunch of weird stuff. Like he said that... He, like, made up a bunch of stuff like, I can feel my eyes bleeding at night. And, like, weird stuff. Like, he just made all this stuff oh, up. Oh, that's fucked. Yeah. And, but then he got thrown in prison. And he was apparently a really nice guy. Like, the author, well, you know, as, as nice yeah. as a psychopath can be because he lacks empathy. But um, the author was saying that he was, like, a really interesting guy. Like, he would show up, whereas everyone else in this psych ward was kind of, like, run down and, like, pumped with meds. He would, every time someone would come to visit him, he'd be in a suit. He was in, like, a pinstripe suit, and he would come and he would sit down and, like, hang out with you. Wow. And he would have a full conversation with you and be so engaged. And he's such a nice guy, but he's he did, also a psychopath. But he's also a psychopath, so he knew how to manipulate people into believing, into making them believe that he was not crazy. So he kept saying, I'm not crazy. And then everyone at the hospital was like, you're not crazy, but you literally lied about being, like, a different human being and, like, turned yourself into someone else so that you could get into a psych ward rather than a prison down the road. Right. Because that's what he was trying to do. He heard that if you went to the psych ward, you get, like, a cushy life. And if you go to the actual prison, you get, like, a terrible life. Oh, that is messed up. Yeah, so he's just, like, a weird, random guy. But that's what he did to get out of going to a regular prison. It's funny, though. I've got, like... I feel like I've had thoughts where I've been like, I could like just manipulate the shit out of this in order to get this thing. So like, mm-hmm. remember when, um, basically guys, yeah, we were in Scotland in January with a group of our friends and we were all staying in a big house together. Mm. And one of the games we were playing was, I can't, I know, I don't know if there's a name for it. Do you know the name for it where we had to kill each other with the object? Oh yeah, yeah, it was... Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like this murder game. Uh, tweet us if you know what it's called, but it's, it's like where if you have a big group of friends, each person is assigned a person and an object and a room. And a room. And then they, you mix it all up and each person secretly gets the, uh, gets a place, a room and, a, and an item. And then only you know about that. Yeah. So it could be like Jacob in the conservatory with a VHS tape. So then you have to get. Jacob in the in the conservatory holding, holding a VHS tape of his own free will. Yeah. Like he has to go he into has the to room. Actively have it. Yeah. So that like game made me think I was just a psychopath. Everyone felt that way though. I, I just thought like I was like, this is something's wrong with me because I'm just thinking of like, the most like manipulative and convoluted ways to get like someone to have a tub of toothpaste. <laughs> like I the item I had was I had to get my friend in um I think it was the conservatory, actually, mm-hmm. with some toothpaste. And <laughs> the conservatory is obviously, like, really far away from all the bedrooms and stuff and, you know, all the bathrooms. So toothpaste is quite a bizarre thing. Yeah, so, you wouldn't carry toothpaste around. And everyone else, I feel like everyone else was just trying, like, quite small things, small like small ideas, like dropping things on the floor and getting mm-hmm. them to pick it up. But I was like, I need to come up with, like, You some... wrote, you wrote his name so, on the toothpaste. So I, like, I got, I got... My toothpaste from my room. And then I wrote his name on the toothpaste. And then as I was brushing my teeth, I ran downstairs into the conservatory where they were sitting. And I was like, 
why is your toothpaste in my room? <laughs> and, he, and he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, why is your toothpaste in my room? And he, was it Harry? Yeah. And, oh, Harry's too smart. And I was like, I was like, he was like, that's not my toothpaste. Why would I write my name on my toothpaste? And I was like, I don't know, but like, I just don't want it in my room. Like, just get rid of it. He wouldn't take it, little bitch. <laughs> so I had to come up with a different strategy, which was to um, go into his room, take the toothpaste out of his bedroom. So when he brushes his teeth at night, he would have to come and find it. <laughs> so I took the toothpaste out of his bedroom, put it in the conservatory, and then I waited for like half an hour. This was like 1 a.m. And I was like, I know he's going to come for it. Because you have to catch him too, yeah, don't you? Yeah. And I know as soon as he comes out of there, I'm going to get him. And lo and behold, 1 a.m., he sneaks in, like quite drunk and disorientated. And he's like, where's my toothpaste? Sees it, picks it up. And leaves. Dead. And he's dead. Dead. I got him. I nailed it. And my first one was really sad because I had to betray Josh, who is my queen, and who was like, we had a budding, beautiful friendship out in Scotland, and I had to kill him with socks outside. Oh. That's what I did. I made him, I pretended like you I was feel- putting on socks, and he like helped me, hold, like oh. he held my socks and helped me put my you shoes on. You feel like on. a psychopath. I know. I was you such a horrible. jerk. But that's an example of just like, Something, a time where I felt just like, literally a psychopath. <laughs> I was like, this is like getting really out of hand. We all have the tendencies. Our other friend just kept dropping cereal outside. Yeah. Yeah. There was a friend of ours that kept dropping cereal. Another friend that like just kept dropping fruit. In Everywhere. A variety of just different situations and circumstances. For some fruit. reason, he was always carrying like a basket of fruit around and they just kept dropping it and everyone knew yeah we were all like come on everyone knew be a little less obvious <laughs> like, like ask someone if they want an apple in the morning so he was like hey you want an apple like no no no, no we don't want an apple <laughs> no, no i think we're okay we're fine um okay so well now we know that we would do some really probably very upsetting stuff in an instance in which we were trying to get out of prison so that's good on a different note tbh i wish i had something that could help me sleep on the plane in the next two hours because I got to be rested and, and, and up and ready to go for the shoot next week. Um, but I so hear like that... this uh, is a segue. Oh, it might be. I hear that Coca-Cola Japan might have something interesting to help me out, which leads me into our next segment. What the fuck, Japan? What the fuck, Japan? What you do in Japan? We're going to find out. So I've heard about sleep water before. Have you ever, have you ever taken sleep water? No. It's a thing. It actually is a thing that you can take on planes. I kind of bluffed that so that I could have a segue. But there is a thing that you can take on planes called sleep water. And it comes in like a little purple bottle. Okay. And I think it might just have like melatonin in it or whatever. Right. Is it melanin or... Melanin's in your skin. Melatonin is the stuff that helps you sleep. I know things. Um, <laughs> and it's... I don't know if it actually works. I've heard people say that it works. But it also... I feel like it could be a placebo effect. But I have taken it once or twice on long road trips because I was trying to avoid talking to my friends on, like, school trips. Um, me. Me pretending like I'm asleep in the back so I don't have to have conversations. Um, but Coca-Cola Japan launched sleep water, and it claims it could help you sleep better. Now, this is interesting to me because Coca-Cola traditionally is high caffeine, high sugar, not something that you would drink right before bed, ever. But is this, is this, is that a Coca-Cola product, or is it, like... I guess it's a Coca-Cola product, 
Well, here it's we... not called Coca Cola, right? It's called no, glass. it's called glass glaciers. Okay, so that's the water they make. Glaciers. So they made a sleep. Me water. making water, even though it's completely natural. It's really interesting because I don't feel like I'm one of those people, fortunately, which doesn't struggle with sleeping. You go to sleep pretty easily. Yeah, I I think that would really be horrible to have to deal with like insomnia. Yeah, like, that would suck because I just yeah. love sleeping so much. Same. I used to have it bad when I was younger, when I would, I would have like, I was thinking about this the other day and I haven't had this problem in a really long time, but when I was younger, I would get like racing thoughts where I would like suddenly think about death or like, Oh, I would do that all the time. Yeah. It would keep me up until I think about like my family dying or something. Yeah. And I'd be like really (laughs) Wow. That got dark so fast. Well, Um, I don't know why that, like you do that. Oh no, but it's a thing. Did it happen a lot when you were a teenager? Yeah. It happened a lot when I was a teenager. Every now and again it happens like... Now, but like every that's it's once in a blue moon. I'm lying there and I'm just like my brain is going into darkness. Yep. Sometimes if I don't hear you breathing next to me, I I will hold my fingers over your nose to make sure you're breathing. <laughs> that is the most upsetting thing. I've I do that heard. probably every six months. No. Yeah, because I get worried. Oh my god, that's so cute. I get paranoid that you're dead. You know what else is cute? We do the exact same thing. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah. Do you really? <laughs> How do we not know that we do this to each other? <laughs> oh my god. We're... But I, I don't hold my fingers over your But I'll kind of like, I'll look. And then if I can't like really tell, I'll, then I'll, I'll hold my fingers. I'll look to, to see if your silhouette is moving up and down, like if you're breathing. Oh. Like I don't, oh, I just listen out. Sometimes I can't hear it, but as long as I can just like see, <laughs> you. see your stomach fluctuating, I'm like. Babe, when we have kids, we're never going to sleep because they're going to be so worried that they're dead all the time. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I, that's the only experience I really had with insomnia was when I was worried or, like, I would do that thing where you would replay public scenarios or, like, social scenarios over and over in your head to make sure that you weren't, like, a douchebag or, like, an asshole in, yeah. in high school. I don't do that now because, like, I feel like I give way less of a shit now that I'm a bit older. <laughs> but when I was younger, I cared so much about what everyone thought of me. And so I, I was either worried that they were dead or that they were talking shit about me. So, um... But, this, it, <laughs> but back to sleep water. It's sleep water. <laughs> Yeah. I have some questions. Can I can I read this to you and then you can an- uh, maybe maybe it'll answer your question? Sure. Okay. Oh, by the way, this is from oddityCentral.com. Thank you, Oddity Central. Capitalizing on the Japanese work culture that makes insomniacs of employees, which is true. Oh my god, Japanese people work so hard and so long that I'm sure you would have trouble sleeping. Yeah. Um, Coca-Cola Japan has recently released a new beverage that the company claims can help people get a better night's sleep. Aptly named Glacier Sleep Water, the drink is perfect for those who have trouble nodding off every night and are desperate to experience deep, uninterrupted sleep. Sleep water is apparently enriched with a special ingredient called L-theanine, an amino acid that is believed to decrease anxiety and stress while improving relaxation. I like that. I want to take that. That was cool. Theoretically, this should result in better quality sleep, so it should work for even people who don't have time for a full eight hours of slumber. The company claims that only a few hours of sleep water-induced rest are more than enough to feel rejuvenated the next morning. Whoa! That's crazy. So it's supposed to be something that doesn't just help you get sleep. It helps you get better sleep. So, like, you could sleep for four hours and be better off than sleeping seven hours regularly. Yes. (gasps) I really like that idea. Babe, I'm going to try to order some of this online. You should. I think I might. Because I'm going to be... 
listen, I'm going to be working all next week. And if I can get full sleep, even if it's placebo and it just makes me feel like I'm sleeping better, the fact that it's Japanese packaging and it's beautiful makes me just feel more relaxed already. <laughs> um, also, unlike Coca-Cola's flagship product, sleep water contains no caffeine. The company says it's light and easy to drink before bed, and it's best consumed in the evening or just after a bath at night. That's so cute. Cute. So it does it have calories in it, or is it literally water? For the sounds of it, it's literally just... Sleep water. Sleep water. But what do you think, babe? What would be your ideal situation in which you would use that? Probably flights. Yeah. Because I cannot sleep for life of me on flights. You have such trouble sleeping. Well, you're one of those people that nods off. Like, you go like this. Mm-hmm. And you, like, tilt your head forward over and over again like a drinking bird. Yeah, but I feel like... But we're the same, though, right? Because we don't have, like... I don't think I could sleep for, like, five hours straight on a plane. I don't think I could either. I know I could sleep for at least two hours at a time because I have done that. I've slept for three hours before. I know I have. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it would be nice to be able to sleep. Do you think you would want to sleep on a plane for that long, though? Yeah. If I could, like, skip the whole plane journey and just wake up and I'm there, that would be amazing. Yeah, that'd be pretty Especially sick. Especially for the long-haul ones. Yeah, that'd be pretty sick. If I could do that right now, I wouldn't be sad. Although I'm going to download so many good shows on my iPad. Oh, my God. Um, the taste is sweet and pleasantly peachy-like. By the way, this is on rocketnews24.com. So I guess somebody tested out the water and, and let everyone know what it was actually like. Yeah. Okay, the taste is sweet and pleasantly peach-like, and despite being billed as sleep medicine of sort, it doesn't taste like medicine at all. Looking at the back of the bottle, the first ingredient listed is sugar, why, followed by chamomile extract and theanine, the amino acid responsible for decreasing anxiety and promoting restful sleep. While the clear liquid is light and delicious, the sugar content and the sweet peach flavor means teeth brushing afterwards is highly recommended. So why would you add sugar to something that you're supposed to be sleeping with? That's probably a reason why. But I feel like that's just to make it taste better. Maybe. maybe. I mean, but I don't I don't want sugar right before bed. I don't want to get on a sugar high. I don't want probably to Probably sp- not that much sugar though, because that would wouldn't it make the water redundant? I mean sugar is the first ingredient on the list. But it can't be that much, otherwise it would just wouldn't it just like kind of negate the entire point. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. It can't be that much. Maybe the sugar is just there to give it that extra little bit of sweetness, mm. make it taste better. Well, you know what? This guy who I guess tried it out said, preoccupied with the internet and a television variety program filled with riotous laughter and enthusiastic food tasting, we forgot about the sleep water until about 45 minutes later, a strange feeling of relaxation began to creep in. No way. The noticeable calmness comes with a clear, stress-free mind and a subtle lightness in the limbs that's similar to the effects of a glass of wine, but without the fogginess. Wow. With 200 milligrams of theanine in our system, there's a slight sedative effect that stops the mind from racing and encourages the body to wind down in a welcome, natural manner. Feeling drowsy and relaxed, we get into bed at 10 p.m. and drift off much more easily than usual. Wow. That's really nice. Wow. That's that's really amazing. Yeah. People, wow. So basically there's... Wow. Basically people are saying that it's mainly the sedative effect before bed that is the big, the big thing. I want to find out how many calories are in it. Because if there are a lot of calories, then <laughs> there must be a lot of sugar. Gosh. You know me. <laughs> Immediately researching how many calories <laughs> are in sleep water. <laughs> I want to know. It says low calorie. 51 calories. 51 calories. 
51 calories is nothing. Like an average Coke has like 300 calories, 400 calories. Just drink it on the rag. Bitch, I will drink that so quickly. I will drink that so, so quickly. quickly. I will drink that sleep water. Oh my God, I'll get a good night's sleep. <sighs> okay. Well, well, we've talked about that quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to move on to something else, which will not make you sleepy. It'll wake you right on up. And uh, it's go science. Go science. Go, go science. science. The reason why this is going to wake you up is because these dance moves are scientifically proven to be sexy. Thank you, PopularScience.com. They just need to do research on me. They should have just been like, hmm, we need to find the sexiest dance moves. Who can we find? Look no further. I'm right here. Oh, yeah. You were the case study. Yeah. You were the one thing that they thought, yep, yeah, that's it. Him. I know how to move. You got the moves? I got the moves. Will gets the dab, the nene, and several other moves all mixed up just no, to irritate me. No. 100%. No. When he does the nene, he does like horse riding hands. <laughs> That's what he does. Instead of doing the actual nene, he pretends like he listen, has reins in his listen, hands. Listen, honey. I can do my own variation. Oh. Okay. No, it's just the wrong dance I can move. do my own variation. No. Oh my god, I'm going to kill you one day. No, stop it. He's doing it right now. No, that's not it. No. When he dabs, it looks like he's throwing himself across the room. Whip. Whip. Nay, nay. That's not a whip. That's not a whip. You were just doing the dab. Nay, nay. You're... <sighs> I can't. I can't. I can't. Those moves are not proven to be sexy. Thank you very much. They wooed you, though, didn't they? Oh, God. What was I thinking? <laughs> Me, worried you're dead at night. What was I thinking? <laughs> Um, so basically, a psychologist in the UK asked 39 female college students to dance to the drum beat from a song by Robbie Williams. Yeah. What was the song? I don't know. It doesn't say. I bet you it was Rock DJ. I don't want to rock DJ. Why Robbie Williams? I don't know. Would they, of would all the people they could get down to, it's kind of... Quite weird. I would put like a Rihanna song on. Of course you would, because you fucking love Rihanna. Yeah, but every girl dances sexy to Rihanna. That's you true. you naturally dance sexy when you're like listening to Rihanna. Work, you think work, you're work, listening work. to work and you're like doing the robot? I don't think so, honey. That's you're shaking true. that ass and you know it. You are shaking that ass. You, sir. Um, motion capture technology recorded their dance moves, with which the researchers then mapped onto a digital avatar. The avatar looks freaky as fuck, by the way. <laughs> we just watched a little bit of it and it looks weird. Um, the avatar ensured that the heterosexual men and women who rated each other's dance moves judged them by their dance moves only and on their body type or other attributes. Think Dancing with the Stars, but with less drama and more scientific standardization. Good. Previously identified, this was previously identified, but the sexiest dance moves for men were centralized in the upper body. So if you danced with your, with your shoulders, with your upper body, so I guess like arms and hands upper body. But I feel like you just look like an asshole when you're doing all the stuff with your hands. Listen, I don't know who these people were, but they all... I wonder all... what they mean by hands. Like, I wonder what It's they mean upper by... body. So maybe it's like a lot of this. A lot of shoulders, shoulders. Shoulder movements. Head movements. Okay. Um, but for best female dance moves, all of them were centered around the hips, thighs, and arms. Interesting. But here's what I'm thinking about arms. Arms, you can drag your hand across to your chest and do this sort of thing. Yeah, you can if you're like a girl band from the 90s. And then you can do like arms above and like rain it down. And But hips and hips and thighs I get. 
Because we're talking about that ass. Well, of course we are. But, yeah. I feel like, yeah, I guess arms give you something else. Like we're doing something else. <laughs> Why are you shaking that ass? Whoa. Hey, yes. Yes. They also said the study's judges gave higher ratings to dances that included bigger swings of the hips and asymmetrical leg movements, meaning the two legs were moving differently. So, like, one leg out, you put your other in, and you shake it all about. I that's think sexy that's, as hell. I don't think that's, that's sexy. Hard. Honey, that turns me on hardcore. Hardcore. Um, they also preferred medium levels of asymmetric arm movements. Okay. So, you have to be random, I guess. Okay. Hip swinging, for example, is an emphatically feminine trait that can be a cue for fertility. Meanwhile, the ability to move your arms independently might indicate good motor control, so long as this limb independence does not verge into uncontrolled pathological movement. Okay, so basically they're saying you are a healthy female species specimen if you can shake them hips and, and put your hands up and say, Wayho. <laughs> like, like like that. Also, here's an example of a bad dancer, because I just want you to see this. And I'll, I'll explain what this is to everyone who's obviously can't see this. Oh. It's Ooh. it's a weird anamorphous blob. Just kind of shifting backwards and forwards. Yeah. Not really moving, just kind of just sh- shifting on the spot. Yeah. I actually don't think it's terrible. It's a little wiggle. She's just not moving a lot. It depends, because that's a different dance. You know, a little wiggle is like, yeah, like, I, I'm feeling yeah. okay in this situation, but I'm not feeling drunk and... But I'm not feeling... Like, drunk and out of it and wanting to get down. No. But then this is the example of a good dance move. And that one, she's, like, really moving her arms. Look at that one. really Puts good for it Like, there are situations where you just, you're not wanting to, like, go all out and, mm-hmm. like, have a crazy dance. Mm-hmm. See, that's, part of me is, like, okay, so the bad example is people just chilling out and kind of, like, enjoying their drink at a bar like, slightly dancing to, like, Arctic Monkeys or whatever. And, like, the good example is, like, me dancing to work. Yes. You know what I mean? Both are, like, reasonable ways to dance. I would never do the work dance, though. I, well, I, I would just do, like... You wouldn't twerk, 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 twerk? <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, is, like, <clears throat> if there's, like, a threshold of dancing, I'm going to be on the low threshold. I've seen you dance pretty hard, babe. That must have been when I'm, like, really, like, like, I've had a few drinks, <laughs> and I'm just kind of, like, not even... Your inhibitions are gone. Yeah. Maybe then, but I I think my natural go to thing would just be like, hanging a little head shake. Yep, I'm the same and way. I'm no, no, you get down. <laughs> Arden, put Arden in a room. Get get work on. Get any Rihanna song, any Beyonce song. Hell, get any song on, and she is dancing. <gasps> I love dancing. She is dancing. It's one of my it. favorite things to do. I love dancing. I don't even think I'm like that good of a dancer. I just love dancing. <laughs> It makes me so happy. It's just like there's something about it. Like I just I just want to drop it to the floor, you know? Make that ass shake. Also, people said that it's not clear how universal these findings are. Dance is strongly influenced by culture, which is very true. Because some of these good dancers, I'm like, honey, if you tried to like go into like a hip hop club and dance like that, you would look so lame. Yeah. You would look so lame. But yeah. So that's that. Now we know what is sexy. For ladies, it's all about them hips and thighs, girl. Them hips, them thighs. And for boys, it's all about that upper body. Body, yaddy, 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 yaddy. <laughs> well, kids.
That's actually it for our segments, because those are the things that I thought were interesting today. Yes. Um, like we said before, we're going to continue on doing podcast stuff, even though both of us are going to have kind of crazy schedules over the summer. Everything is going to be like usual. Tuesday uploads, excited about it. Just so you guys are updated as well. If you don't watch our YouTube channels, we both uh, released YouTube videos last week together. Yes. If you didn't know, a lot of, of you guys are new listeners because you came from that video or those videos. So thank you for coming and listening to the podcast. Glad to have you here. Yes. And uh, if you guys have anything else that you want to hear from us on the podcast, if you have any um, segment recommendations, we've been seeing stuff all over Twitter. You guys have been pretty responsive, which has been really fun. Yeah. Um, we've seen some stuff about different Pixar theories and conspiracy theories. You guys know we love doing conspiracy theory stuff. That might be one of my favorite. favorite. Yeah, if you have any more crazy, wild conspiracy theories or anything, really, tweet us, email us. Yeah. Just uh, update us. Yeah, we'd love to hear about it. What do you think your favorite... Um, segment is to do probably the conspiracy theory one or the treasure hunting one we haven't done another treasure hunting we need segment. to do a treasure hunting one <laughs> me slapped myself multiple times New, next episode we can do it yeah if you guys have any fun like treasure hunting ones anything that you think will would find really really interesting we will talk about it next week because that sounds like something really fun i like the ones where we're talking about things which are like paranormal things the unexplained the mm. things we don't know about yeah you do. That's how you are, though. You love that kind of stuff. If you've been listening for uh, all eight episodes, now nine episodes, what? What? Um, then you know that Will is really loves like the supernatural, loves aliens, loves loves everything like that. Everything you can't figure out. Whereas I love the goofy and kind of concrete. But I also love the theoretical stuff. I love conspiracy theories. They're like my favorite thing to talk about. Mm. Did you? Did I make you listen to a bunch of Jenna and Julian podcasts? Yeah, he did. Yeah, they always do really, really great conspiracy segments, and we I, we've never talked about one of the conspiracies they've talked about because I don't want to be a turd and steal content. But they talk about some really fun ones. Damn. Yeah, so I'll make sure and get you to to watch them okay. or listen to them. Okay, um, I'm down. But if you guys have any segments that you think Will would enjoy or I would enjoy, I also love talking about all that weird shit happening in Japan because um, I do want to go to Japan at the end of the year. So I am, you know, just gaining knowledge. Making movements. Mm -hmm. Also, random news on my part, but um, Let's Learn Japanese, the show that I was producing over the springtime, sort of, um, early springtime, maybe wintertime. It was so long ago now. I don't even know. That show is, is finally going to be out, hopefully in July. So you guys will get some Sick. fresh... Cool, sort of like What the Fuck Japan, but a full show on my great. channel. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm like, right now I need to send them fonts because I want to send font really... Font options. Yes, I want to send really good font options. So that's the fun part that I'm doing right now. But the edit is basically done. Um, so you guys awesome. should be seeing more J Japanese-inspired stuff. Um, I've got a really great co-host that I can't wait for you guys to meet. It's not Spilliam, but it's going to be fun. No. Oh, I know. I wish it was you. You came in and saw us working, though, and it was a fun time. It was. Um, but anyways, guys, that is about it for me. Do you have anything else you'd like to add, babe? Anything nope. you want to... That's it. Anything you want to throw to? Anything that... Nope. I, uh... I have nothing to say. <laughs> I thought I had something, but then it just went out of my mind. Nope. So, no. I think we're going to try to watch one last episode of House of Cards before I have to leave to go to the airport. So, we will see you guys next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for watching. And... Listening. 
listen, not, not watching us. This would be really interesting if this was a, a recorded podcast <laughs> as well. Um, but thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Crash on My Couch would not be Crash on My Couch without the help of these wonderful people. Mm-hmm. A special thanks to executive producer Tim Street, my manager Byron Ashley, producer Emma Kikuchi, and our editor Jason Perrier, and for production assistance from Adam Thank you.